0: Don't you hate it when people cut the line? I had that happen to me at the grocery store not too long ago, and it made me think about the evil looks that I used to give someone as a kid when they cut in a line that I was in. Of course, it also remembered of the, the I remembered also the evil looks that I ignored when I was the one doing the cutting. Because the reality is, from an early age, I'm pretty sure I've never seen anyone cut the line to get closer to the end of the line. Um, From an early age, uh, we have a desire to move up. We have a desire to, to get ahead, to make it to number one. And the disciples from our gospel lesson this morning in the 10th chapter of Mark seem to have acquired this desire as well. James and John see Jesus there at the head of the line as the big number one, and they are maneuvering to get right up next to him. And the other ten disciples are upset because they didn't think of it first (laughs) to sit at Jesus' right and his left. Jesus says, You don't know what you're asking. Because Jesus has a different idea of greatness. Not like the way people talk about it often today. Not the way we measure it today. Jesus says, whoever wishes to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wishes to be first among you must be slave to all the Son of Man. Jesus came not to be served, but to serve. And I hate to break it to you, but this is the case for Jesus' followers as well. This is radical thinking in our world. But this is the journey that we're asked to be on together. Too often we get wrapped up in this warped sense of what success is very different from the abundant and fulfilling possibilities that God puts before us. We remember how John F. Kennedy said, uh, ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. Think of how people responded to that vision. Well, Jesus is challenging his disciples and challenging us to ask not only what your family or what your friends or for what your church can do for you, but what you can do. We are tempted in this life that we lead to worry so much about what we get, but it's what we give that can change our lives and that can change our world and that can change our perspective. Because we are faced every day with choices about how we're going to live our life. And it's easy to make decisions in our life designed to get us what we want. You may have heard the story that gets to this point about chasing our desires, about the overweight man who was struggling with the diet. He actually decided to change the way he drove into work so that he wouldn't pass by his favorite bakery, the one that had the beautiful goodies in the window. But one day, there he was at work, and he had this gigantic coffee cake. And his workmates were concerned. They they scolded him for failing to resist his temptation. But he explained it was only by accident that he had driven by the bakery and seen its window that day. And so when he drove by by accident and decided to pray, he said, Lord, if you want me to have one of those delicious coffee cakes, let there be a parking space right in front of the bakery. (laughs) And he told his workmates, you won't believe it. The eighth time around the block, there it was. Every day we are asked to choose. What is important in my life? What are the priorities of my life? Like so many, will we focus our lives on instant gratification, on, on momentary happiness, or is there something far? more fulfilling, far more exciting, far more grand, far more bold, that will take hold of our lives. I remember so well, as you probably do, that poem, Robert Frost, that was sung by the choir today, The Road Less Traveled By. In it, he, as you remember, talks about walking in the woods and Coming upon two paths, and he knows that he's at a decision point. He's going to have to take one of these paths, but which one? He looks down each one to see if he can see where it leads, but they bend off into the woods, so he can't see very far. He doesn't know exactly where either path will lead. He thinks it over for a time and finally makes his choice and the poem ends with those words that has captured people's hearts for generations. Two roads diverged. Two roads diverged in a wood. And I, I took the one less traveled by and that has made all the difference. It is so tempting to follow the crowd. To give in to negative peer pressure that we face no matter what our age. To just look out for number one. To put down the other because somehow we think it lifts us up. To focus on taking rather than giving. But God has such different plans for our lives. God has different plans for our lives if we're willing to follow Jesus along our journey. As we stand at those decision points in our life, as we think about the priorities of our lives, it is easy to come up with excuses Pretty much every time we see God calls someone in the Bible, we see that they are very good at coming up with excuses. So don't feel bad. You're in good company. We heard in Jeremiah this morning in that first chapter, just one example. When God invites Jeremiah to answer God's call, to go where God calls him to go, to be the person God wants Jeremiah to be, Jeremiah says, Ah, God, I don't know how to speak. He basically says, I don't know how to do what you want me to do. I don't know how to go where you want me to go. I don't know how to be who you want me to be. I am only a boy. And is it true in our lives we have that I am only perspective. We have that I am only attitude in our life. But you know what? God does not buy Jeremiah's excuse, and God doesn't buy your excuse either. God has plans. God has great plans for your life. Don't listen to those people, including yourself, and that voice sometimes within us is sometimes the most loud, sometimes the hardest to drown out. Don't listen to that voice within you that says, you are only whatever you want to fill in the blank with. Don't listen to those other people who say so often to us or to others, you are only. Don't listen to our culture or our, the media that tells you you are only whatever. You know, we have uh, focused on saying yes on three. We have the signs up. We have, we have the phone bank. Because we want to make sure we proclaim a God That says to all people, you are whole, you are sacred, you are mine. We speak up when people talk about the other in derogatory and insulting and hateful words. Because we know we, ha- we want to proclaim a God that sees everyone as whole. sacred and so God reminds Jeremiah and wants to remind you today God knows who you are God knew you before you were you God consecrated you God blessed you before you were even formed No matter what you might think about yourselves or others might think about you, God has sent you. God has placed the words in your mouth and the heart in your chest and God's spirit in your spirit. God has given you all the authority you need. As a disciple, to live as a disciple of Christ, to make the decisions that you need to make about where your life is going, about who you are as a child of God. See, today God has appointed, only Jeremiah, see today God has appointed you to do God's work. This is a journey that we're all called to be on together. It is a journey that we need to invest ourselves fully in our prayers, our presence, our witness, our gifts, and our service—all of who we are—to give to this effort. This world needs it. We've heard, we know, as we see the tumult and the struggle and the challenge. We, this world, needs us to be who we are created to be—to give all of that we can give. We are members in this ministry together. This is what we have pledged together. To surround each other with love and compassion. Not only the people in this room, to surround all others with love and compassion. This is what we pledge together. In concrete terms, this is literally what we will be pledging when we do so financially in two weeks we will be pledging by saying, this is who I am. This is my priority. This is why I give. Not necessarily just because of what might happen with that gift, but because it defines who I am. As a child of God, it sets my priorities. Jesus wants us to follow on that road less traveled by and see... How it can make all the difference to you and to your home and to your community and to our world. What type of greatness, what type of greatness do you want in your life? What difference? will you make in your life and the lives of others by getting all you can versus by giving all you can? You are not only a boy or a girl. You are not only young or old. You are not only too shy or too poor or too, too ungifted or too anything Remember who you are. You are fully and completely and wholly a loved child of God, personally called by God to be who you were created to be. To take on life with the power of the Holy Spirit within you and with the light of Christ to lead you to show People in word and deed who you are, to prove to yourself in word and deed who you are. You are the one to take that road less traveled by. Because you know it will make all the difference. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God. In the midst of uncertainty, threatened by hopelessness, filled with anger and fear, we will resist. We will be filled with hope and live like it. We will be filled with trust and live like it. We will be filled with love and compassion and connectedness and show that it is who we are. We will walk with justice humbly with your blessing as children of God. We pray these prayers in Jesus' name. Amen.